What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Rap and Wrestle Podcast. You guys know me. My name is Derek. This is the Rap and Wrestle Podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Rap and Wrestle. Uh, check us out on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, anywhere you get all your streaming needs. Uh, make sure you definitely check us out and subscribe. Today is a special day. Calling all the way from China. Oh, my goodness. 8 o'clock in the morning out there right now. It's crazy. Bufa, hey, yo, in the boom box. What's good, man? Pro Wrestling's live action music video. What's good with you, yes. bro? How's it going? Oh, man, it's going great, man. Great to be on, man. Great to be on. Yeah, good, good, man. I, I definitely, I appreciate you coming <laughs> on, man. We was uh, talking a little bit before, calling from China, man. Yeah. Early in the morning over there. We making it work right now, though. Hey, got to get it in, man. You know how it is. Facts, facts. Um, <laughs> you know, let's, let's talk about, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump all over. We're going to talk wrestling. Uh, no We're going to talk hip-hop, all of that. Um, but, <laughs> you know, how, um, how, how did the whole thing with you, uh, deciding to wrestle in China. How did that all come about? Wrestling, uh, you know, with MKW and all that. How did how did that happen? Oh man, this this happened because of Pro Wrestling Zero One in Japan. Mm -hmm. I was living there at the time, and they would send us out to like different like countries in Asia, representing Pro Wrestling Zero One. So I was just making connections there, you know. So after I left Zero One back in I think two thousand and seventeen. I had built these relationships from back when I was wrestling with Zero One. So I had got a call from my boys about a promotion that they was going to start running in Macau inside of a strip club. Wow. So after after Zero One, about six months, uh, the company in Macau started. So I flew out to Macau, started living there, you know, wrestling there. And after the company closed, I moved to Hong Kong. You know, Hong Kong and mainland China is right there, like just across the border and yeah, in mainland China, vice versa. So that's when like the, I started wrestling for a lot of promotions in mainland China, like MKW. So I started, it all started with Japan. That opened up so many doors for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty dope, man. Definitely dope. Yeah. Um what what so tell me what what do you think is, is the biggest difference from growing up in the Bronx in New York yeah. and now living your life in China? Ooh, man, it's night and day, man. <laughs> it's night and day. You know, I was born in the eighties, born in eighty three. So New York then and New York now is like totally different. So I would say like China. Living in China compared to New York, it's, I mean, you can just imagine how, <laughs> how different it is. You know, one good thing I have to say about living in China is I don't have to deal with police like harassing me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, randomly searching me, you know, there are black men in China getting killed by the police. That's for damn sure. Oh, fast. That's one good thing about, you know, living overseas. I won't yeah. say it's like completely safe because I'm a black man. No matter where I go, I'm not safe. <laughs> so I always gotta have my guard up. But you don't deal with a lot of a lot of nonsense you have to deal with in the states, just like overseas and most countries, especially in Asia. Got you, got you. Um, I would say, what what is the food like? How, what what are some of your favorite dishes you've enjoyed so far living out there? Oh man, here in China, I'm not. I gotta say, man, I'm not a big fan of a lot of the Chinese food because the Chinese food that we eat uh -huh. back in New York is completely different. <laughs> facts, facts. The Chinese food we eat in New York is more like Hong Kong Chinese food. And I, gotta, I have to say Hong Kong has some of the best food I've ever had anywhere in this world. But mainland China, ah, man, honestly, I, don't, I can't really say what's my favorite here. <laughs> I can't oh, really man. say, man. I love one thing I love about Hong Kong food is um it's very like westernized, you know? Mm -hmm. Like in mainland China, they, they like to eat the areas of the animals you don't eat. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and it's very greasy, and I'm not with all the grease and all the extra calories and all that. But 
in Hong Kong, I love like the um barbecue. That's my shit. Nice. Like, that's my thing. And then Japan, like the ramen. Okay. A lot of the curry, like the chicken curry, beef curry. Those are like my favorites. Like, uh, what else? Miso soup. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Wonton soup. Like, it, it, I have a few of my favorites, you know. But it's not. Nice. It's not what anybody would probably think it is. They probably think I'm like into some weird stuff. <laughs> nah. Bro. <laughs> I got I'm you. still so, a New Yorker, you know. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, <laughs> how how long you been? How long you been out there now? Well, I've been back and forth to Japan and a lot of Asian countries since like 2011. Oh wow, that's the first. Oh, that's man. my first Japanese tour, 2011. Then I'm oh, going back and forth. Yeah, then I moved out there full-time in 2014 and ever Crazy. since then i just been like back and forth like through different like countries within um asia nice nice that's pretty dope man that's a pretty dope yeah, way to live pretty, just travel yeah man pretty good run man <laughs> and it's still <laughs> yeah facts facts so uh just going back um yeah you know what what was it that that caused you to get in the business and you know just just attracted you to wanting to be a, a, pro, a professional wrestler? That's childhood, of course. I wanted to be an actor before I ever wanted to be a wrestler. Mm -hmm. This is, I wasn't even a wrestling fan at the time. So once I sat down and gave wrestling a chance and watched the full match, I was hooked because everything was included that I love, you know, I love to fight, I love to act, I love acting, I love, you know, the Kung Fu movies. <laughs> yeah. I love like the, the comic books with all the big superheroes all jacked up. So when I saw wrestling, I was like, oh, this is everything I love in one. Mm -hmm. So that's when the switch changed. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather be a pro wrestler than an actor <laughs> or a boxer. So I was like, yeah, man, this is this. Is it. So ever since 2008, it was not 2003, uh, 1993. That's when the switch, <laughs> I turned that switch and wanted to become a pro wrestler and I just got hooked ever since. Nice, nice. Who um who would you say were some of your favorites that kind of influenced you and, you know, that, that really pushed you, pushed the envelope for you? X-Pac, one, two, three, kid. <laughs> he was the nice. first guy that, that got me hooked. Because he, he was a small guy, you know, his name was Kid, so I actually thought he was, like, my age. Uh-huh. He's in there beating up all these big guys. He can do what I can do with. <laughs> you know, yeah. he was into the martial arts, all the kicks and stuff. Things I was into. So I was like, man, I, this is my guy. I'm hooked. I'm going to be just like him. So he was the first guy, and... Um, a few others were like Harlem Heat, big fan of theirs, you know, Rock Road Express, Public Enemy, <laughs> Two Cold Scorpio. Nice. That's that's a long list of guys, man. I, those those were the ones that got me hooked, man, and, and kept me on track, you know. <laughs> nice. I nice. just incorporated everything I liked in wrestlers, and you know, created what I am today. <laughs> Nice, nice. Take bits and pieces and incorporate you know, yeah. them into my style and my look. Yeah, no, I definitely can see that. Um, so for you, on the vice versa, on the, the flip side, uh, what was it or what was like that first artist when listening to hip hop that kind of like got you into the music? I would have to say LL Cool J, Run DMC. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't really into hip-hop when I was, like, younger. Uh-huh. I would hear it. Like, my cousins, my sister was into it. But only, like, listen to it if they had it playing or they was watching music videos. I didn't really know where, like, hip-hop was or anything like that. But I used to, I used to watch, like, MTV and stuff, so... I would see all the videos, and that's what I found out about, like, rock and roll, all these different genres. 
And with wrestling, man, like the different theme songs and stuff like that, that like got me like really hooked into the music. Mm-hmm. Whether it was like rock and roll, metal, hip hop, I'm into all types of music. But Run DMC and LL Cool J, they those were like the those are the first rappers I seen yeah. outside of music videos. Because <laughs> you know they would be in movies or commercials. Gotcha. So, oh wow. I, like they're actors and they and they rap. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. That really hooked me. I was like, ah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you know that, that that's funny because I'm pretty sure you probably get this a lot, but it's like as soon yeah. as I saw you, it was like LL Cool J was the first thing that came to my head. Yeah, with the Kango and everything like that. Mm-hmm. That was the first thought I had. I was like, oh, like oh LL yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. It it stuck because like, I say like back in like junior high school before I had all the facial hair and the braids and stuff like that. People would say oh, like LL Cool J and. Like old pictures and stuff of me when I was younger and when he was younger. Yeah, we looked alike. So when I decided to change up the image from All Money is Legal onto the house party, mm-hmm. I was like, man, I want that old school look. So I was like, man, who can we take bits and pieces from? And it was a mix of LL Cool J and Run DMC with the, you know, the Adidas pants, the rolled up leg on one side, the mm-hmm. Adidas sneakers, the Kangos, the chains, like, and the boom box, you know. Oh, Kuche will always have the boom box with the Kangos and, yep. you know, gold chain. So I just incorporated that in the sky. This is, this is going to be my new image, you know. So, nice. It, it worked yeah, out great. Nice. Love it. So, like, you know, you said you, you know, you changed you know, your character. Um, yeah. I just think evolution is, you know, it's a, it's a part of wrestling and oh. a lot of people who evolve, they always mm-hmm. tend to last longer than those that don't oh, yeah. evolve. Um, yeah. what I know you, you, you're a Cooley K, K Pusher, yeah. uh, chaos, you a kid, you know, Ooh. now, you know, we're, we're, we're Bufa. Um, yeah. What, what was it, what was it that, you know, forced you to kept evolving and made you want to, you know, change who you were? This this goes back to my time as a tag team wrestler with my brother, All Money Is Legal. We always wanted to, like, switch up our look. Like, one thing that <laughs> we would get a lot of credit for was our outfits, because we always had, like, new outfits, different colors. And we always wanted to, like, change up our look or change up something about our look or like our in-ring work, like every like year or every few months. So I always kept that with me. Like, I didn't want to have the same outfit. I didn't want to do like the same moves. I was always switching things up. Mm-hmm. And it stuck with me because, you know, you got to stay fresh. Because if you don't, you get stale. So I made sure I was like, man, I it's been a few months or it's been a year. Let me switch something up, you know? Like the style of my gear or you know the way i like wear my hair or like things like that yeah and definitely it's still, it's still with me now like i used to always wear like the crushed velvet pants now i'm switching over the leather pants <laughs> so i'm just gonna go back and forth between the two looks <laughs> i'm not sticking with the leather pants but you know i want to try something different so i've been wearing like the leather black leather pants now kind of like one dmc LLPG from back in the days Gotcha. That's dope. That's dope. Um, you know, I'm I'm here in Jersey, so I know you you were in New York. Um, like I know uh, coming up, uh, did did you get to experience wrestling at I know CZW? You wrestled at. Did oh you yeah. Get to, uh, yeah. Uh, do uh, Jersey All Pro wrestling as well. Oh yeah, man! All the top spots we were there. <laughs> yeah, Chicago yeah. Pro, you know the USA Pros, the ICWs. Yeah, man, we was, yeah, we was in JP for a few years, but we wasn't there, like, as consistent as, like, a lot of other guys. Like, we first wrestled there in, like, 2001. Okay. We had to the student show in Bayonne. Then about, I think, like, two years had passed. Then we came back. 
and started mm-hmm. wrestling there like a little more consistently. So we'd be back and forth in um, Jersey Up Pro because we was working for like a lot of different companies. And, you know, at the time, a lot of these companies were running on the same day. Gotcha. We had their little rivalries and stuff. So we, we couldn't like wrestle in JP as consistently as we wanted to. But yeah, we had a we had about a, man, probably like over 10 matches there <laughs> throughout the years. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Jersey, Jersey All Pro. I know that's that's one of the places out here that I feel like at all the big stars that kind of yeah. the TV, they all mm-hmm. went through Jersey All Pro wrestling. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. That's the spot. You had to stop there if you came to the Indies, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was good. So I know it was um tag team wrestling, I know it was pretty big too. Uh there, CCW as well. And you know, yeah. um somebody I know that was like a, a big tag team at the time, I know the hit squad. Did you guys oh, ever yeah. get a chance to, to wrestle with them at all? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, the do- in the doghouse back in 2001. Uh-huh. Back in 2001, we wrestled the hit squad. Like, at the time, like, no, early 2000s, that team wrestling on the Indies was on fire. Uh-huh. It was, um, it, it was the best. I think that's, like, the best ever tag team wrestling on the Indies. It was like the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Now, but me and my brother became a tag team in 2001. One of our goals was to wrestle all the top tag teams on the Indies. Yeah. And his squad was one of them. So that was like our test. That was our test. <laughs> to yeah. go up against his squad and see if we could survive. And we did. It was, it was, that match was crazy, man. It, <laughs> It's a match people still remember today because my brother, like, he was supposed to do a spot where my brother was supposed to jump off this off a ladder uh-huh. and do something to, like, I think it was, like, Steve Mack. I mm-hmm. forgot what the spot was supposed to be. I think he was supposed to, like, give him a splash or something like that. And this is, like, these fire ladders. This thing was... Yeah. <laughs> the ladder was, like, huge. So I think he was supposed to jump off hit like Steve Mack with like a um, splash. Then I was supposed to go up, jump off the ladder and try to hit him with a splash. But I think, damn, Mafia's going to like spine bust me or something. Uh-huh. So my brother goes up and my ass is only like a hundred, like a hundred and like 40 pounds soaking wet. This ladder mm-hmm. outweighs both of us together. So my brother climbs the ladder. He's supposed to jump off and the ladder moves. Even though I'm holding it along with the referee, but we're both skinny. This ladder's huge. So when my brother jumps off the ladder, and moves back. So when he comes down, his legs catch the fucking top rope and just, oh, it was ugly. Oh, man. It was ugly. Wow. It's on, wow, it's on VHS. Somebody has it on VHS. It was rough, man. Oh, like, the man. match was going I'm... so good, and that happened. And I was like, oh, the match was done. Damn, see? <laughs> I'm gonna, he was up, dead. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to look it up. Yeah, no, somebody, uh, somebody has it. <laughs> Monster Mac, I know he's a he's a good dude, man. He always, uh, yeah, he's, he's always helped me out with a lot of stuff when it comes to podcasting and stuff like that. So, oh, that's awesome. That was uh, that was one of the things I was like, I, I was like, I wonder if these guys ever crossed paths, man. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. cool that you guys did for sure. Yeah, um, that's first and only time. <laughs> nice. Uh, so for you, um. What what would you say for you, like, what do you think personally is the connection when it comes to uh, hip-hop and the wrestling world? Oh, man. It's music, man. The music and, like, a lot of, I know there's a lot of rappers grew up wrestling fans, too. Yeah. Because you hear them referencing in songs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So... It all goes back to like I say the golden age of wrestling, the the eighties and nineties. <laughs> like that's man, you couldn't you could not like <laughs> wrestling was everywhere, man. You could mm-hmm. not ignore it. Like if you wasn't watching, somebody was talking about it. You know, you just like when I wasn't a fan growing up, but I always hear about it. And I always see like the action figures in the stores and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that that connection, man, like 
with only like 11 channels at the time. Facts, <laughs> facts. Right, right. You want some type of entertainment, you're going to watch it. Yeah. You know, I always see um like the connections, like even when, when I brought up like the Hit Squad and, you know, All mm -hmm. Money is Legal as well. Um, yeah. You know, to, to us who like listen to hip hop, like the way mm -hmm. you guys dress, and you know the things you guys did like that related to us and it was just it, yeah. it was just like yo these these are like our people because that was just like oh yeah hip-hop hip -hop <laughs> is like an urban thing you know what i mean yeah <laughs> yeah we always like representing hip-hop man just through the music through the way we dress oh being a new yorker how could you not <laughs> how could you not facts so you I know, I know things have um, kind of changed uh, yeah. from, you know, that time period when you started to uh, where we are now, when it came to actually like trying to get in the business, uh, you know, there's social media everywhere now. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. a video has to go viral and companies are looking at you. Uh, how, for you, how, how was it trying to get in the business and like, like what were the steps how, for you to try to even get noticed by anybody? This, this came from word of mouth and mailing out these demo tapes. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I started, man, from the bottom, from the dirt. <laughs> you know, making the damn demo tapes with um, two VCRs. <laughs> oh, wow. And a, play, and a PlayStation for the, um, for the music, then editing it. I used to edit, like, or I would, like, wrestling uh, matches and demo tapes and all that. Mm -hmm. Music off of the um, PlayStation to the um, VCR and have it recorded. But once I did, man, I used to edit everything. So it would be the edit videos, the demo tapes. You know, we would mail that out with like, I think like a, um, a bio. I had a way and stuff like that. We would take like the um, promo pics and we would mail all that out to these different um, promotions. Because at the time I had got a, I think it was, was it PWI? Yeah, like a um, Almanac. Yeah. Before like these um, different wrestling uh, companies and the addresses to the schools or to the promoters. So I had these list of um, addresses from diff for different um, wrestling companies. So I would just like send the damn tapes out to them, to whoever. I didn't care where it was going, who was seeing it. <laughs> and that that opened up doors for us, man, because we got a few bookings off of off of that, you know? Nice. So they, they, it was it was it was a grind, but it wasn't it wasn't that hard because I already knew how to edit videos and I had all the equipment, you know, to make that happen. So I didn't have to worry about it not being good or anything like that. It was pretty. It was. It was, <laughs> it was pretty big to be able to do that at that time. Yeah. What? Actual like a uh, company doing it for you. So I was doing it on my own, and it got good feedback. People were pretty surprised about it. You know, a lot of the um, promoters. So I miss those days, man, because you really had to work for it, man. You had to put in that groundwork. It wasn't, oh, I just want to send a link here and there. Nah, this this right here proved how much you wanted it. It right. proved how much you wanted because you had to come out your own pocket to mail these damn demos out, and you had to put in the time to put them together, piece them together and all that, and do your research. You know, you can't be lazy, man. You had to be about it to, you know, get these damn demo tapes out and, we was always with it, man. That we just proved how much we wanted it, and fast forward, look where I'm at now, man. It came from hard work, man. Yeah, no, that's, totally. That strong work ethic from the um from out the gate, man. I started off with a strong work ethic, so it just carried over throughout the years, man. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it's pretty convenient now, you know. Before the uh different links you could just send out with the internet, social media, but I miss the old days, man. <laughs> yeah. The old days. <laughs> so, you know, so, you know, talk, you talk about the old days. So yeah. let's also talk about like being in the ring as well. How has that changed for you for when you first started 
to where it is now in, in 2021. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man, I can talk about this forever. <laughs> I give, I give, I give the guys now this generation. I give them a lot of credit for their creativity, mm-hmm. but I just, I just miss like the storytelling. From when I grew up watching as a fan, and when I started as a wrestler, it's so different to entering style. You know, I had to switch up my style a little bit, and it wasn't really by choice. You know. I had to when I moved to Japan. Because yeah. in the beginning, like as a tag team wrestler, my brother and I, we didn't go out there doing all the spot fest, <laughs> all the yeah. high spots and stuff like that. And that's the that's the reason why we get a lot of bookings because we could work with anybody. We knew how to tell a story, we, we knew how to sell, we knew how to make our opponents look good. We just didn't sit back and think about ourselves or want to get all our shit in. Yeah. So that got us a lot of bookings. As you see these two skinny kids <laughs> from New York, you think you're going to be zipping and zooming and flipping around all, the, all, all over the place, you know? People was looking at us in a certain way before they got, actually got to see us in the ring. They expected one thing and got some. So that helped out a lot too. But when I moved to Japan, you know, the style is so different. So I had to be retrained in that style. And out of all the places I've wrestled or the countries I've been to, I just incorporated all these styles into one. You know, the strong style with the, you know, forearms, you know, the, you know, American style with the storytelling, the selling, the facials, you know, a little bit of the Lucha Libre style with some of the arm drags and her piranhas. It's, it's like little things that I, I incorporated that the normal fan or wrestler would have picked up on. <laughs> yeah. The average Joe won't pick up on it, but I made sure to incorporate like all these different styles, because why not? Look at all these places on the wrestling. And I'm the type of guy, like I soak everything in, you know? I'm taking from here, there, everywhere, you know, to be more well-rounded, you know? That's mm-hmm. a piece to Xavier, but to be as close to the all-around best as possible. I think that's something that's missing with this generation, you know. They're so stuck on one particular style because they see this one guy trending or, you know, going viral off of something he did. So they think they can recreate that. But it's like, no, this guy is going viral for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It could be his, like, personality. It's so much like this guy... Taking this from this guy, that guy taking that from that guy, probably like copy and paste wrestlers. They just yeah. like take from each other and they try to recreate it to expect you to get the same result. And it's like, man, you gotta be your own man, your own woman. You gotta be an individual. Like, why would you wanna copy somebody else? Like, I've never been about that. I have so many guys copying me, even to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets annoying, but I'm like, Whatever, it is what it is. Like, they're not me. People know they're not me. They can clearly see that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm doing me no matter what. It's not really taking money out of my pocket. And if it's not, I'm not going to, like, complain about it. I'm still doing me no matter what. They can do this. They can do that. They can do everything I do. But I'm me. It works for me for a reason. You know? I've been giving out the same product for how many years and still relevant <laughs> probably more relevant now than i ever was yeah. i'm going to continue to be relevant because i know how to switch things up and it doesn't take a whole lot i don't have to like create a new character or anything like that just like tweak something here and there and it's brand new yeah but yeah i get the guys today like all their credit you know i ain't no hater i've got a confidence in the world i have enough confidence to go around Confidence or charisma, I'll be a freaking multi-millionaire, so there's never yeah. hate. Like, keep on doing what you're doing, guys, but I won't be doing it. <laughs> I won't be doing it. Got you, got you. Perfect answer. Um, yeah. How, what, what would you say is, a, uh, is there any difference at all between uh, the crowds in China and the crowds here in the U.S. and performing in front of them? 
Oh yeah, for sure. It definitely is. You can see what some of my uh, videos, some of my matches, and mm -hmm. you can tell there's there's a big difference. But I say this: it it depends on the area of China I'm in, because China's so freaking huge. <laughs> there's some areas where they don't know anything about wrestling, so when they see it, it's like all brand new. So of course they're not gonna react the way you would expect them to react. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know this, like there's areas in China where they've never seen wrestling. Now the areas where they they have wrestling fans, like the area I live in now, Shenzhen, like my last match, you could look at that and just see the reaction from the crowd. Mm -hmm. Like these are people that know what wrestling is, they are fans of it, they watch it. So they react like a crowd in the States. Yeah. <laughs> You know, or out in England, like even expecting it because the crowds aren't that, the crowds in China aren't that, uh, they're not that active, like with the crowd reaction. It's not mm -hmm. that loud a lot of times, you know. They're loud, but compared to the States, no way. But yeah. this last show, man, they, man, they were on fire. So, it's getting to a point now where a lot of a lot of people in China are starting to understand and learn about pro wrestling because we're running shows here on a more consistent basis. And wrestling in China is like about five years old. It's been around before that, but as far as consistency, I would say it's about five years old. You know, yeah. companies like before that, they were run here and there, but not as consistent as shows are being run yeah now with like you know mkw with the blast off show yeah. which is live every friday <laughs> yeah. so yeah. people in china see it more now than they ever did before so the crowds are getting a lot better they start to react more like pro wrestling crowds than yeah. Yeah. they're used to that's pretty dope that's pretty dope yeah. um is there is there any like uh uh, do you see any influences of hip hop, or do like people listen to like American hip hop out there in China? Chinese hip hop artists as well, like hip hop. Oh, yeah, hip hop is man. One thing I learned is that hip hop is universal. Not only that, but New York is universal. People mm -hmm. love when they find out I'm from New York. Yeah. <laughs> you know, New York is. It's everywhere, like the clothing, you got the damn New York, like Yankee symbol on the damn shirts and hoodies. They have New York written across, like the clothing, the shirts. Hey, New York is everywhere, and you mix it hip hop. Oh, man. Yeah, they, they, they love hip hop. I give them that, man. <laughs> they nice. love hip hop. Like, even like drill music is becoming a thing out here, and like certain areas wow. of China. Yeah, wow. they take it, they, they jumping on the drill wave. It's crazy. <laughs> That's, yeah, crazy. That's interesting. Like, yeah, it's just so wild, man. I'm like, really? <laughs> I didn't think drill would make it out here. Hey, I wouldn't think that Except, either. That's crazy. It's, it's TikTok, man. TikTok is really like. True. That's what it is, man, because they, they watch TikTok like crazy out here. Like, everybody's making TikTok videos with damn, drill music and just like old classic hip-hop so mm -hmm. people know about hip-hop more now than ever you know thanks to social media crazy it's, it's, uh, see it as much but it, it it's definitely out there especially with the younger generation so no um so for you personally you 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 wrestle singles you've been in tag teams yeah. um is there one you prefer? Do you prefer like either mm. one? And also when it comes to tag team wrestling, do you feel like the art of tag team wrestling is kind of lost in the business today? Oh man, I prefer tag team wrestling. <laughs> Always, uh, all, all day, every day, man. You know, I never wanted to, I wanted to experience singles wrestling and have like a singles run but I never wanted to stop teaming up with my brother. Yeah. But you know, life comes along, you have to make decisions and 
you made the decision to, you know, take take some time off from the business. I won't say you quit or anything like that, but you took some time off, but led me to move to Japan full time. Now, if I had the choice of being a singles wrestler and having a singles run or being in a tag team, I would have stayed in the tag team. And one of the reasons why is because the art of tag team wrestling, it's almost non-existent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I know if, me, if my brother and I were still a tag team, I think it would be than it is now. Because we was never about all the crazy high spots and stuff like that. And I think that would have like, I think a lot of a lot of tag teams will have seen that and and more than likely will have, you know, kept their style kind of old school, you know. They would have kept the art of tag team wrestling within them instead of trying to like chase the wave of all these crazy, you know, tag team spots and stuff like that that we see today. So nah. It, it it's all like that. The tag, the all the tag team wrestling, and just like wrestling in general, man. Storytelling, psychology. It's like it exists with certain guys, but not as much as it should with like a majority of these, you know, locker rooms. So the all the tag team wrestling is almost yeah, it's almost out of here, man. I don't, I, I, yeah. I, I hate, I hate to say it, man. It's, no, that's, I totally, why I I watch, totally agree. that's why I don't watch it, man. I don't watch current wrestling. I really don't. And this is the reason yeah. why. I can't... Like, I watch some of my boys, you know. I watch my boys' matches. And I watch matches of, like, a lot of the um, students that are starting out in the business, you know. Because I always, I always tell them to send, me my, um, send them my stuff. Like, send them... Culture. Uh -huh. Like, online dojo. And some of the students, like, you know, they want to learn. That's one thing I I was kind of like, uh, I don't know about this generation. But after I started doing an uh, online dojo, mm -hmm. I, I would talk to these guys coming up, and they have a great head on their shoulders. Like, they don't really want to try to, you know, emulate what's going on, like, the rest of today with a lot of the uh, styles that these guys are bringing to the table and a lot of the crazy bumps and like ridiculous high spots. Yeah. They, they're more into the old school style because you don't see much of it now. So I always tell them, I say, man, send me your promos, send me your matches, I don't care. So I watch mm -hmm. their stuff and it's current stuff, but I watch it to critique it and give them, you know, constructive criticism, give them as much feedback as possible. And I'm like, all right, I think, I think <laughs> the business is in good shape with a lot of these guys. Because if you keep on seeing the same thing, you're going to want to see something different. Yeah, fact. So it's going to, you know, we're pro wrestling it always goes back. So it's going to go back to, like, the storytelling. It's going to go back to the psychology. It's going to go back to the characters, the gimmicks. It's, it's going to turn back around. Because it's too much of the same thing. I know I'm not the only one. Like, <laughs> you want to see something different, you know, yeah. something that you grew up watching, you know, yeah, the things course. that got you hooked. And I don't know, man. I, I understand that, you know, guys want to, you know, they want to stand out, you know, yeah. they look at some of the old school wrestling, like, ah, that's boring. That's just, that's right. And if you only knew, <laughs> these guys worked that style because they didn't have to do anything crazy. Yeah, facts. Agree. Totally agree. Great athletes, but hey, there was great athletes back in the days. They just didn't have to do all the crazy stuff that a lot of these guys are doing. Yeah, no, totally agree. It's, it's so crazy. I'm just trying to think of uh, like tag teams of today. It's so yeah. hard to even think. Like, <laughs> you, could, you could think of all the classic tag teams, Ooh. the Dudley Boys. You know, we talked yeah. about you guys, the Hit Squad, mm -hmm. Hardy Boys. You can think of all these being road warriors. Like they, they wanted to be a tag team, and yeah. they, they showed that you could like be famous, get money, and be successful mm -hmm. as a tag team. Like you didn't have to do it as a, a singles competitor. Yeah, and it's so crazy. It's so hard. 
Like I, I can only think of like the Young Bucks <laughs> or something like yeah. that, Private Party, you know, oh, yeah. people like that. It's not it's not too many, and it, you know, it's a it's a shame because in today's wrestling, especially on the indies, I feel like there's so many guys, and a lot of them could benefit from actually being in a tag team instead yeah. of you know trying to make these single runs. But you know, I guess uh, uh, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, it goes full circle, like you said. Yeah, it will. It will. I don't know if it's going to be next year, the year after. <laughs> I say in the next five years, for sure, it's it's going to come full circle. Sure, it has sure. to. Man. It has to. Yeah. Now, uh, I don't know if this might have changed, but, you know, yeah. whether you were in the States or, you know, right now where you're currently living in China, uh, mm -hmm. what are some of your hobbies outside of wrestling? Oh, man. I wouldn't say this is a hobby, <laughs> but I do a lot of commercials now and voiceover work. You nice. know, like I said, I wanted to, I wanted to be an actor, <laughs> so it's come full circle. It's full circle. Mm -hmm. I, I'm starting to do like a lot of um, things outside of wrestling, and after you know the pandemic, I look at it as a gift for the curse. Yeah, you know, curse because you know. Obviously, what happened, a lot of people lost their lives, you know, family members, friends. Mm -hmm. I've lost some as well. And the fact that, you know, it shut down everything. People couldn't work, you know. People couldn't make a living. People couldn't pay rent. And I was in that position. So once the pandemic happened, you know, work got cut completely out. And I was out of work for like six months. And that was the longest I've been away from the ring since I was 15 when I started. Mm -hmm. I never had that amount of time off. <laughs> so it made me expand my horizons and try other things, other avenues to make money. And that's when I got into the voiceover work and the acting, doing commercials and I have a few opportunities coming up to do movies as well. So thanks. Nice. Very nice. Really looking forward to that, you know, because these are things I was going to do later on, like when I was retired. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, you know, I was able to do those things now while I'm still active, which is which is great. Man. So I say that's like one of my hobbies as well as, you know, working out. <laughs> yeah. So, that's, that's, I can't even call that a hobby. That's a must. <laughs> that's part of the job. <laughs> yeah, facts. That's fact, part fact. of the only, only thing about that is I'm not getting paid for it. So I kind of look at it as a hobby. <laughs> True. I got you. you know? I got you. Nah, <laughs> that's yeah, cool. Man. Like the, 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 normal, the normal things that we all do with our time off, like I'm not used to having this much time off. That's another thing. Like I'm used to wrestling. Mm hmm. Asia, because, you know, it's not like the stage where there's only shows on the weekends. And if you're lucky and you have a contract and you might work a few days out of the week, you know, on the weekdays, yeah. like in China and like just Asia in general, man, it's like there's shows like every day, like Japan, there's shows every single day. They're in Asia, you're going to have like some shows running like every single day as well, like certain tours run every day. So I'm, I wasn't used to having time off, but now that I have time off, you know, I'm into the acting, you know, That's into good. getting my workouts in as well as, you know, just going out and like relaxing with my girl, you know, yeah, going out nah, to eat, cool. going out to drink, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, nah, that's <laughs> like cool. The, the normal things that I'm like, I lost, I lost touch with like being a, you know, pro wrestler. A lot of these uh, things I wasn't good. able to do as much, you know. <laughs> so now I'm like taking full advantage of like a lot of the free time that I have. So, no, that's it's good. Cool, that's definitely yeah. it's good. Good you get to enjoy that time for sure. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask this because this this is always like a debate, especially coming from New York. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who do you think is the greatest rapper of all time? <laughs> oh man, this 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 right. This is tough, man. This is one of those questions I always think about, and I try to figure out who I'm going to say. 
Mm-hmm. But every time I think about it, it changes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It always changes. Damn. That's... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From New York, man, I will have to say, I want to say Rakim. Rakim, that's a good one. But this is the thing, I have to go with people I grew up on Facts. and that I listened to. So I would have to say Nas. Nas, I can take that. I could. I, I want to say Tupac, but, <laughs> you know, people consider him like a West Coast artist and all that. So I just, I'll just stick with Nas. Nas, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I take I take Nas. I take Nas over Jay Z. And I know another debate is Nas and Jay Z. I'll take Jay Z. Mm-hmm. You know, Tupac Biggie, that's another debate. I always say Tupac. Because I love that he was an actor as well. And he wasn't like yeah. one dimensional. Yeah. And what's another debate? Damn. <laughs> what LL and like KRS one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I respect KRS One. You know. Gotcha. I got another go LL, man. I got you. I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it at all. Yeah. <laughs> so so for you, let's say personally, uh yeah. you know, what what are what are your goals? What are your remaining goals that you're trying to accomplish with wrestling? Oh man. My two main goals. One is to start my own dojo and promotion here in China. Nice. Yeah, um, I got I got my feet to pavement, and you know, early stages right now, but it's being worked out. You know, I'm just hoping everything just works out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as smooth as possible. But I know it's gonna be tough, so I'm just like, I right, I know what to expect. It's gonna be tough, so as long as I'm prepared and I know this, I should be okay. Mm-hmm. Now, my second goal. And pro wrestling is to sign with a big company in the States mm-hmm. and, you know, get that TV exposure that I never got. <laughs> got you. Got, got it you. overseas, but that's overseas. Yeah. Nah, I got you. Got you. In my home country, hey, I got to get that, man. That's one thing I don't have, you know. Yeah, and as marketable as I am, I don't see how we're I was hoping for all the goals that I set, I was able to accomplish them. So I know it's going to happen. I don't know for what company, I don't know when, but I know what will happen when it's supposed to happen. You know, that's just life. Yeah. I don't know where I'm at, but but if I could choose, if I could choose one, I would say MLW. MLW, that'd be nice. I'm, I'm, That's a nice I'm, I'm feeling, I, I feel like MLW. I think that'd be a good fit for me. Yeah, no, I, I think, think so as be, well. Yeah, because it's not, their, their roster isn't that deep. So, which is a good thing. I won't get lost in the shuffle. <laughs> yeah, you know? facts, facts. You know, like a lot of guys in some of the bigger companies, you know, no matter how great they are, they always get lost in the shuffle because, you know, roster's so thick and so deep that, you know, you got a lot of guys who need to get TV time, so some guys get overlooked, you know. Yeah, no, so totally I think agree. MOW would be good, you know. I kind of like, I like it, man. I used to watch it, like, when they first, when they first opened up back in the um, early 2000s. That, that was, like, always the company I wanted to work for, but it closed down before, you know, I was able to work for them. But seeing them back now and seeing them, they have, like, the Vice TV deal. Yep. And it... It's solid, man. I would, if I could choose, I would. Uh, nice. Anybody's yeah. watching from MLW with your boy Paul, man. Don't worry, man. <laughs> Don't worry. We're going to tag him. We're going to tag him in this. Don't worry. Nah, Hopefully. I mean, how can, how can you deny your boy? Super marketable. You know what I mean? Experience. Well traveled. Everything work was on point, like man, come on, man. I don't. I let the work speak for itself, like. Thanks, thanks. 
It's gonna happen, man. It's gonna happen. I'm with it, man. I'm I'm not against like coming back to the States and you know getting a singles run going because I never had a singles run in the States. Everybody remembers me as a tag team wrestler. <laughs> True. <laughs> Which is yep. great, you know. I love it. But I'm a singles wrestler now, you know. I'm boofer. Yeah, facts. The whole it's a whole different man here. <laughs> I got some miles under my belt, you know. No, I, I know it's definitely it's coming. It's coming for sure. Yeah. Man. Um, but you know, uh, hopefully, you know, this could be a, a little part in helping that happen. So yeah, you know, Bufa, <laughs> I definitely, I want to just you know say thank you, and I uh, really oh, appreciate you, you know, welcome, taking the time out, getting up early in the morning over there in China and, and doing this for me, man. I I really appreciate that, bro. <laughs> I had to wake up anyways, you know. <laughs> <laughs> facts, facts. Um, I mean, if if fans want to connect with you, they want to follow your career, follow your journey. Sure. Uh, how would they do that on social media? Uh social media. My Twitter is Bufa underscore Ao. That's mm-hmm. two A's, one Y, triple O. You can check me out on YouTube at YouTube.com/slash All Money Is Legal. The number one. I have about 300 videos throughout my career. <laughs> nice. On YouTube, you know, from the beginning of 2001 to now, videos, matches, promos, all that good nice. stuff. Check it out. Instagram is Bufa underscore AO, just like Twitter. Two A's, one Y, two O. And on Facebook, it's Marcelo Forest Rides, nicknamed Bufa. Nice, nice. Definitely, man. Once again, Bufa, I really appreciate it. Thank you, man. Uh, thank you, bro. I, I appreciate it, too, man. Keep on doing what you're doing, man. I'm trying. I'm trying to make it just like make you, it, man. You're making noise. You're making noise. I see you. I see you. <laughs> That's I'm what's trying, up, I'm man. Trying, I'm trying. You know? But, Give it guys you know, like me opportunity. That, it's all love, man. It's all definitely, love. Definitely. Definitely a fact right there. Uh, yeah. Guys, make sure you definitely check out Bufa. Follow him, subscribe, see all the great things that he's doing in his career. Uh, make sure that you follow Rap and Wrestle, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Apple, Podcast, Spotify, anywhere you get all your streaming needs. And once again, for this episode, is Derek, is Bufa, and we are out. Mm-hmm.